1: Welcome to my 491st ever show of all-around sports, We each Monday at noon Eastern time, we broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at which comes to me through my website at www. IIRSportsOneWord.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call in expert, AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, it's been a rough week down here in Florida, as you all know by now, and. Uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody, especially about two hours south of here in the Tampa area, uh, which would be Fort Myers, uh, which was just absolutely devastated uh, by the hurricane. So we're all thinking about them. It's good to see Coach Todd Bowles of the Buccaneers last night on Sunday night television Uh wearing a Florida Strong t-shirt. So it has been a wild week, to put it mildly, and uh, terrible week in so many ways um, down here in Florida. But Florida Strong uh, is a phrase that uh, has meaning and everybody's in recovery mode. and, uh, And no doubt, recovery will occur over time uh, but it's going to take some time. And that leads into my low light of the week, which is the Tampa Bay Bucks getting handled at home last night by the Kansas City Chiefs, as Patrick Mahomes was basically unstoppable. Of course, it was a rough week for everybody here in Florida, as I just alluded to, uh, and that includes the Tampa Bay Bucks, who basically moved their entire operation. Uh, what would be about a three- to four-hour drive south to Miami. Some people drove, some people flew, and it wasn't just players and coaches. Uh, It was everybody in these people's lives. Uh, By that, I mean spouses, pets, (laughs) um, significant others, I'm assuming, Uh, just everybody. I mean, it was a massive operation. Uh, the Dolphins played Thursday Night Football, therefore, you know their stadium and operations practice field, whatever, uh, was generally empty, allowing the Bucks to go down. So it was great to see that cooperation between these two Florida teams with in the NFL, I'm sure, as well. And uh, you know, so the Bucks got back, played last night, uh, and again, Patrick Mahomes. They let's not forget. They were coming off a horrible loss the previous week to the Indianapolis Colts, who were winless at that point, meaning just 0-2. Uh, so they were very focused. They were talking about it in the postgame and really had to get back on track. Of course, they lost in the very same stadium a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl to the Bucks. Tom Brady, Gronk that crew. And, uh, so that, that was extra motivation. So they had lots of motivation. And on the other side, you had the Bucks who had just been through a horrible, stressful week. So, uh, it all added up to, uh, to the chiefs really coming in and laying it on the Bucks. And uh, the the Bucks basically had virtually no rushing at track. I think they had, they had literally a handful of carries, one of the lowest in NFL history, five, maybe six runs. Um, Brady, Tom Brady, of course, was passing a lot, especially to Leonard Fournette, it seemed. Um, and to their credit, the Bucks were, you know, they, they fell behind, they fumbled the opening kickoff, and the Chiefs went right in. And uh, it was just all uphill from there. And at least you know the uh, Bucks were, you know, they were scoring, but they just couldn't stop the Chiefs from scoring. My highlight of the week was the promising play of two young quarterbacks yesterday for two teams that I follow very closely. That would be Kenny Pickett finally playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the hometown hotshot. Who played his career at Pitt. Uh, was put in, in the second half after Mitch Trubisky was ineffective against the Jets. Uh, but they ultimately lost. Uh, Pickett looked good, had a couple rushing touchdowns. I believe it was two and uh, but yet had a couple interceptions, but it was as much the receiver's fault as Pickett's fault, it seemed. And then the other team I follow really closely, still a season ticket holder for decades, are the New England Patriots and Bailey Zappi, the rookie from Western Kentucky, got on the field uh, for the New England Patriots. And that field happened to be Lambeau, <laughs> legendary Lambeau, up in Green Bay and against Aaron Rodgers. And what a uh, debut to make. He, of course, came onto the field because uh, backup quarterback Brian Hoyer uh, suffered what appears to be a concussion. And of course, Sawyer was in there because Mac Jones has a high ankle sprain from the previous week. So, but both quarterbacks showed promise. Bailey Zappi played as well as you could ever expect, given the circumstances I just described. And that game, it was there to win for the Patriots. It felt like on a few different occasions, but in the end, you know, in overtime and, you, you, you gave the ball to Aaron Rodgers, and that, that's a recipe for losing. And, of course, uh, and to the Patriots' credit, they kind of stopped Aaron Rodgers at the end of regulation. I think they stopped him the first time. He had the ball in overtime, uh, but in the end, you're just not going to stop him. He led a very methodical drive. I mean, you just felt it before he even as he was walking onto the field with something – that sounds like five minutes or so to go in overtime and what you thought was going to happen happened um but nonetheless uh the play of kenny pickett especially kenny pickett uh was very promising and they play the bills this sunday we'll see what happens will it be trubisky mitch trubisky or kenny pickett uh should be interesting uh feels like it's going to be Kenny Pickett to me. I mean, they, they made the move. they got to stick with it, despite what's going to be a stiff schedule. And Bailey Zappi, young guy, rookie, of course. Uh, you know, if you're the Patriots, you have to be very excited as to what you saw yesterday up in Lambeau. He showed poise, ability, completed a couple big passes when needed, including a touchdown pass. But at the end of the day, the Steelers... And the Patriots are both one win, three losses. And we haven't seen that in a long, long time. My bizarre story of the week is the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, collapsing again at home, giving up a big lead that they established early on. I think it was up to 17 points at one point and losing uh, late at the end, final play field goal to the Buffalo Bills. Of course, let's not forget the Ravens collapsed at home, uh, giving up six touchdowns to Tua a couple weeks back. Might have been the opener or whatever. Uh, And uh, Tua had, again, six touchdowns. If I'm not mistaken, he may have had four in the fourth quarter. Uh, The Ravens drove down the field 93 yards, chewed up nine minutes, and, uh, and, you know, it, didn't result in a score of any type because they went for a touchdown on fourth down. They didn't kick the field goal, which would have given them the lead. So John Harbaugh uh, it was questioned uh, hardly, and he just said he was going for the touchdown and the win. It just didn't work out. Uh, but the Bills, as you would imagine, Josh Allen took the ball down the field, kicked the winning field goal, and that was that. And just to close out this segment... NFL is back in London at Tottenham uh, Stadium, uh, and a great game between the Saints and the Vikings, with down to the final end with a field goal, and uh, uh, good to have football back in London. Those games are great. Nothing like uh, getting an NFL game at 9.30 on a Sunday morning, 9.30 Eastern time here in Florida. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our call-in ex- call expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: Want to play the
0: ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. channel. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com.
3: Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
1: Hey, pretty good, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Our pleasure, as always, and another big college football weekend, uh, especially down down south here. And uh, I, were you at the Auburn LSU game this weekend?
2: That, that's right, at Auburn, right? LSU, the two tigers were going at it. The, the two, LSU t- <laughs> Tigers versus the Auburn Tigers.
1: The two tigers were going at it. Uh, and war eagle to boot. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lot of lots of animals, uh, lots of wildlife, shall we say. And uh, AP, it was a good game. I watched a good portion of it. Uh, you know, it felt at times, you know, Auburn seemed to run out to a quick lead, but LSU hung in there and really, you know, uh, made the big plays at the end. I think it was an interception to uh, – when Auburn had the ball at the end, and you kind of thought they were going to drive down the field, but LSU was stout, came up big when they had to, and Brian Kelly got a much-needed victory. But Auburn had a uh, a loss that the you know that really puts them in a bit of a bad
2: position. Yes, yes, there's no question, yeah, John. They could have been four and one, and then they have two games on the road at Georgia at Ole Miss. It was going to be two difficult matches. They'll be probably double-digit uh, underdogs in those games, for sure. Correct. But it would have been nice to be 4-1. Yeah. 17-0 lead against LSU, and they couldn't hold
1: it. Exactly, AP. And let's not forget, they lost to Penn State in their home stadium uh, just a few weeks back. So that's two home losses. They're 3-2, and two, if I'm not mistaken. And they had their first yeah. five games at home, and you said it perfectly, AP. They could have, should have been four and one, and and you know, if not theoretically five and zero, really, <laughs> um, they lost to two good teams. Let's right. not let's not overlook yeah. that. Two good programs no, no. for sure, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but they're yeah. three and two. Yeah.
2: Four, yeah, four and one was really the, I think the uh, the goal right and they, it was within grasp with a 17-0 lead but they didn't score any points in second half and but they did play better job they looked better than the week before against the Missouri Tigers they were blocking for their quarterback so you had an opportunity to really evaluate Robbie Ashford as a quarterback uh-huh. and he he's not a high percentage passer is uh, 19 for 38 but he threw for over 300 yards, they had over 400 yards of offense, but only 17 points. You should score more with with 100 yards of offense. But they had the turnovers, muffed punt, and, and so in uh, LSU, only had about uh, 280 yards. They held him down in the passing game. I think it was 85 yards. And Jaden Daniels, they were after him all night, John. They pressured him uh, pretty consistently. But And then Auburn's kicker, Unders Carlson, he's in a slump. Missed, I think, a forty-yarder. So you've got to make those type of field goals, forty-five and in. That's what I consider the makeable field goals, high percentage. But he missed. So and, and those those points, to, you know, if you don't get those on the board, it changes your philosophy and your some of your decision making as a coach.
1: No doubt about it, AP. And let's make it clear: you know, you know it's, it's SEC football at the highest level, SEC West, and. LSU needed that victory every bit as much as Auburn. They really did. Um, or yeah. Brian Kelly might have quickly been on a hot seat. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, again, it's it's great to be down here, AP, in SEC country where, you know, and I know it was a national game. I get that. But, you know, let's just say after uh, uh, the month of September down here in SEC country, I, I better understand the moniker you know, it just means more. It, and, you know, it does. Um, and speaking of SECAP, you know, I evacuated out for the hurricane. And I've already told you this, but I'll tell the listeners, I ended up driving last Monday immediately after the end of our show. And I do mean immediately. Um, there wasn't a minute to spare, shall we say. And I got out ahead right. of traffic and I drove and stayed in Gainesville. And uh, they had their own hurricane worries at that point. The storm hadn't – there was no definition as to where it was going. Of course, the Tampa area was the initial target. It ended up in the Fort Myers area, as we all know. But uh, but you were feeling it up in Gainesville, too. And uh, the concern, I would call it, up there. They're inland. Uh, but AP, or drove by the stadium. I hadn't been by it in decades. I've been to two games there uh back in the day but interestingly enough AP they they played yesterday they made a decision to delay Saturday's home game against I believe Eastern Washington and they played yesterday they routed them the Gators did but it was really cool cuz I stopped there on the way home Friday back to the St. Pete Tampa area and they were getting all excited, to, uh, you know, for the game and all this, seeing all the tents and everything set up, you know, on what have, would have been late Friday afternoon. And here's the best part, AP, and you're going to love this. I uh, wanted to go to Steve Spurrier's uh, new restaurant, new, I mean a couple years old. And uh, I've heard great things about it. And I've always thought very highly of Steve Spurrier, very just a a true character, Um, the old ball coach. AP, I walked in, walked 50 feet. And who's standing right there? But Steve Spurrier himself, he was chatting with some people. So I looped around. He was taking pictures with everybody. So I looped around, met him, introduced myself. Got a picture taken with him and AP. He could not have been nicer. He, uh, I, I was so impressed. I, he, we chatted for about for a few minutes, and AP. He was just literally a gracious host, walking around his restaurant, talking to everybody, taking pictures, giving autographs. You name it, and myself included. <laughs> and AP. He was just, you know. He's talking talk about the hurricane, where you're coming from. I said, we're headed to St. Pete. He said, where were you? That type of thing. Yeah. And, you, you know, right. I, told, he engaged, I told... engaged you in a conversation. 100%. He initiated it. As soon as I even started to approach him, he, like, you know, extended his hand to shake hands and said, hey, how you doing? <laughs> it was great. And AP, <laughs> at the, it was great. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I got a great picture. Yeah. and uh, And he just again i don't know if I've ever seen someone like happier in retirement, if you know what i mean it just and right. as the owner of the restaurant, he gets it you know his presence yeah. and I've read that he hangs out there as he should bottom line a p yeah. you would know better than me in my mind, he is literally the king the king of Gainesville that, <laughs> that was my that was oh. my what take home
2: <laughs> right oh absolutely yeah the king of the state of Gainesville right
1: (laughs) yeah quick quick history lesson kids Uh, as they say on PTI pardon the interruption quick history lesson kids Steve Spurrier was the quarterback of the Gators back in the 1960s won the Heisman Trophy led him to national championships when he came back as a coach and uh, that's it he's he's a legend what else
2: can you say he he was the person who uh, after there was a lull in Florida football he awoke that those group of uh, um uh gator faithful, yes and you know they've been pr- you know pretty good since nineteen ninety when he came back you know he's made it fun for them again that's
1: that that's just the perfect way to say it a p you know he kind of he he put them on the map and they've been on the map ever since to put it mildly he he elevated back when he won the Heisman and was pretty much a household name back in those days. I was a kid, but, uh, you know, I knew who he was. That's for darn sure. Everybody did, and I'm sure you did, too. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. It just really was. uh, I'm so glad I thought to stop there on a Friday evening. The place is spectacular. Nicest sports bar slash restaurant I've ever seen in my life. Open air, inside, outside. Massive. Oh. I mean, massive. So professional with all the employees, uh, what have you, sparkling new in a really cool, like outdoor mallish area. We all know what they look like. Not far from a bass pro shop. It's a good place to be <laughs> if you want to drive traffic yeah. to a restaurant. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I knew I was going to be impressed. That's why I went, got off the exit and went there, and it was just a couple minutes off the exit, off 75 South. Um, and so it was easy to do. It was, it was a no-brainer, quite frankly, and I planned it, said I was going to do it, did it, and it couldn't have worked out better. I got to meet the old ball coach himself, so feel very
2: lucky the way it worked out. Yeah, it was a smart move to, to uh, go to that restaurant and uh, meet Coach Spurrier. And he he's always a lot of fun. I mean, he's, he is. He, I don't think he takes himself that serious. I mean, That's he it. likes to uh, just you know maybe he'll poke fun at somebody else or some program or something. But I I right. don't think if he's too serious about things. But he is. Prote- I think he's protective of what he's done though. You know his accomplishments. He'll he knows those at the top of his head. If he mis uh, misconstrues something or some fact or figure about him, he'll He's got it in his head, and uh, he'll, uh, he'll correct you. He
1: will. He will. He's not shy. Clearly, he's a people person. Nope. <laughs> that was obvious. He's yep. funny. He's clever, and he's good at what he does, whether it's quarterback or coach. <laughs> he just is. And, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, both. Yes. Yeah. So, again, he's a legend. He, he's a legend of the game. By that, I mean college football itself, truly. And again, a a true, true legend in Florida. And in my estimation, he is the legend in the history of Gainesville. The only person I believe there's probably even close would be Tim Tebow. And and I think those two kind of stand alone, (laughs) quite frankly. Mm -hmm. So there's been others. Great big names. But uh, Spurrier is, again, maybe the man most responsible for the Florida program that we know today,
2: which is re- beyond relevant, to say the least. Oh, yeah. All those people in Gainesville, they love Steve Spurrier. I mean, just, yeah. he just like I said, they were asleep for a little while until he came yep. back after winning the winning the ACC title at Duke in 89, I think it was, one of those years. Then he came back in 90, I think was his first year. Right. And it's been success for Florida on some yeah. level uh, since then Duke was his,
1: I believe first stop coaching and he was very very successful there at a school not known for football and he certainly elevated that program then it was on to Gainesville and the rest is history uh, but AP hard to believe we're at the end of our first segment together so why don't we take a break and uh, still a lot more to get to on the other side
3: America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: The Soul Connection with Dr. K. Host a forum of expert guests that showcase popular topics that can impact the soul. Weekly, our soul doctor connects with authors, medical professionals, and leaders that share expertise and testimonials. Check out our growing community on site at soulconnectionusa.com. Tune in to Feed the Soul Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Or listen on your time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: We're celebrating wild outdoors women this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav with the toughest ladies in the outdoors. First, joining the broadcast is Stacey Lynn Harris, the all-new host of The Sporting Chef, then Melissa Bachman from Winchester Deadly Passion, and finally, our very own Mrs. Bunny. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., another great weekend of football, both college and NFL. Alabama, uh, back to number one after... They certainly took care of business up in Arkansas and probably won bigger than most people anticipated. And that combined with Georgia struggling for the second week in a row. Those two are flip-flopping number one and two in the country. But at least the one poll I saw uh, had Alabama back to number one. But the big story, AP, is Bryce Young uh, fell awkwardly, left the field, and he was angry uh obviously frustrated would be the word not angry frustrated with what was apparently a shoulder issue and ap you would know better than anyone i'm guessing everybody's holding their breath down alabama way right
2: yeah yeah sprained shoulder so we'll see what happens i think it's an injury that you can return and uh it will subside uh, you know, in a short amount of time, but it could be something that's chronic. I don't know. I mean it, it could affect you down the road. But uh Correct. Worst things Thro- have happened to a quarterback, yeah. That's right. He,
1: he he could be playing this Saturday. Or he could not. We don't know yet. Way too early to tell, but you did confirm right. it. It is a sprained shoulder on his throwing shoulder, correct? Right shoulder, I believe.
2: For sure. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, maybe they inject him with a needle and have something that'll uh, deaden the pain. Um, so I don't know, but uh, that's the situation at the moment. Um, Jalen Milro came in to replace him, and they put forty-nine points on uh, halfless Arkansas defense. That John, I don't know if they could guard anybody or stop anybody at this point. I don't know what they're going to do because they got a Arkansas could potentially have a four-game losing streak.
1: Wow. I didn't realize that AP, Arkansas, you know, come in with uh, high hopes and a fairly high ranking for them, uh, certainly from the preseason. And I think they got off to an okay start, right? Didn't they win a game or two or whatever? They they
2: beat Cincinnati. That Cincinnati game was the first one for them. So they were a good football team. And then they had that A&M game. They were ahead 14 to nothing. Then A&M scored 23 unanswered points which was fine because Arkansas came all the way back to the, uh drive down the field for the potential game-winning field goal. They're playing at the uh, professional stadium in Arlington. The right. goal post, the upright is 35 feet in the air instead of 30. It hit the top of the uh, the upright, and it came down into the uh, play of field inside the end zone, and they lost 23-21. It could have been 24-23. But- they didn't make the field goal, so consequently they lost that game. Alabama uh, beat them up, and then now they go to Mississippi State. Mississippi State's coming off a 42-point offensive performance against a good Texas A&M defense, and then they have to face BYU and Provo, Utah. So that's potential two more games, four four-game losing streak. Wow,
1: I didn't realize it had uh, fallen so far so fast. Um to say the least and AP I mean I, I think Razorback Nation was you know or should I call them Hog Nation was uh and I got a good look at them down here in Tampa at the Outback Bowl this past right jit new years when they uh when they played uh against Penn State actually and I was very impressed with Arkansas or Hog Nation we'll call them and uh that's a compliment and uh and right. so they have a great, they have a great fan base. They were everywhere
2: in Tampa. Oh yeah, oh yeah, t- tremendous fan base. Oh yeah, very loyal,
1: very loyal. So, and I, I think it's fair to say AP they probably had the highest hopes coming into this season that they've had in years. I think that's accurate. Yeah, yeah John,
2: I, I, just was concerned that they could duplicate the ten. I think it was ten win season. I just, I didn't believe that that would happen. And but I was, had high hopes for them myself. And I thought, how could they be an 18-point underdog to Alabama? But now when you watch that defense, uh, I always tell people, if you don't play a relatively good defensive against Alabama, they'll hang 40 on you, and they put 49 on them.
1: They sure did, AP, and they, they you know, started fast, did Alabama. And, I mean, I think it was 21 nothing, practically in the blink of an eye. <laughs> you know.
2: 28, yeah, right, and then it became 28-zip at one point, yeah, and then they made a, yeah. a ferocious comeback. Which was great and but they couldn't sustain him. They couldn't stop anybody. And Alabama has a big big runs. Jameer Gibbs had two hundred plus yards. I think he's the SEC back of the week or offensive player of the week. And right. And Milrow got went off on a seventy yard run. He ended up with ninety one yards rushing and um and McKinsey had a lot of good returns. Uh the defensive back. So but Arkansas is in trouble. Uh and not only now, but moving forward, you've got to play much better defense if you want to contend. No doubt about it. Yes,
1: y- y- you have to. Uh, not easy to do these days. You know, it, it's it's about offense and uh, these days and quarterbacks everywhere, including the NFL. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, AP, I was very pleased to see that Penn State uh, – Uh, landed, at least in the football writers' poll, in the top ten. It's been a bit of a climb. I don't think they were in even any top 25 preseason rankings that are undefeated. They beat Northwestern in a real workmanlike fashion, shall we say, in the rain at Beaver Stadium on Saturday. Uh, The game was close the whole way, but they won. And here they are with a bye week coming up, and then they play. uh, We're we're giving our listeners a heads up for two weeks from now, two weeks from this past Saturday, 12 days from now, when uh, Penn State will play at Michigan. I believe they're undefeated. And AP, that's going to be a big game. And uh, I went to the whiteout in 2019 at Penn State versus Michigan, and uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, I and all of Penn State Nation is uh pretty excited Just looking forward to that game but they, they don't have much success uh they don't have a history of success at the big house that's for sure so we shall see what they're made of no doubt about
2: them yeah john i mean that's one of the games uh, nationally that be have a lot of a big audience i'm sure and uh, Michigan five and oh they they win their winning ball games that's the most important you don't I'm not. I'm not of the uh, opinion that you need to win by 30 points to Correct. be considered a good team. Winning. Right. I, I, I place a lot on winning. You know, Michigan is going to play at Indiana this weekend, and then um, and then they'll host. Uh, they'll be hosting uh, Penn State for that game. They're the definitely 15th. hosting them. No doubt. It's yeah. A, it's that so, big house. And that's that. Yeah. So that's that. If Penn State, State, regardless of the outcome, can just just maintain the um, winning of of the rest of their games, you know they have at Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio State. That's that trio of games. You know it's Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Penn State. Uh, That's it. That could get interesting, right, John? If they if they all hold serve, if they have a loss after a loss, let's say to one another.
1: Oh, yeah. Ohio State coming to town is always the big game, although I believe this year that, interestingly, the Ohio State is traditionally the whiteout game, and I believe this right. year it's Minnesota, and then Ohio State's going to be, quote, the stripeout game. That's where every other section, you know, oh, see, is blue yeah, and right. white. The blue and the white. Um, the blue and the white, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. You've been to a whiteout. I've been to a whiteout. There's nothing quite like it. Haven't been to a stripe out, but I would think it's equally interesting. But AP, you you know, the premier game every other year, home game is obviously Ohio State. And one of the cool things is is it rotates. So, you know, Michigan's away this year. Ohio State's at home. Next year, Michigan will be home. Ohio State will be out in Columbus. So it's pretty cool how the two big rival games uh, rotate. So, you know, you're going to see one of them every year. On the flip side, you know you have to travel to one of them every year, and this year it's Michigan, so should be
2: fun. Right. Know, I'm excited, right. bottom yeah. line. But yeah. I, I, John, I think that Penn State, I don't know, I, I think they have a team that's good enough to, you know, they could upset Ohio State or Michigan, and then they hold over exactly. against Minnesota at Indiana. Maryland's a home game at Rutgers, and then Michigan State is a home game. They're usually better when they play Michigan State at home. Penn State is exactly right yes
1: no doubt about it Um, again they're they're in the top 10 at least in one poll so stick back enjoy it they got a bye week coming up as I said hopefully they remain in the top 10 I assume they will Uh, they're not going to lose but they're not going (laughs) to win and we'll see what happens out in Ann Arbor it's going to be Really fun to watch. I, I would like to think it's going to be among, if not the, premier game of that weekend. And uh, if Michigan beats Indiana, and certainly their favorite and probably will beat them, but you never know. But anyway, if they do, uh, it'll be two undefeated teams uh, with uh, big brand programs. So that's going to be that's going to be fun. I'm excited already. And again, still 12 days away. Um But, A.P., you said it perfectly. It's all about winning, and they had their hands full with Northwestern. They really did, and it was a really close, nip-and-tuck, hard-fought game in the rain, big-time rain, until the very end when Penn State finally, you know, sealed the deal, but it wasn't easy. So, yeah, Uh, we're, we're getting to the fun stuff now as we
2: get into October, right, A.P.? Oh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of big ball games uh, yep. in the SEC and the ACC, the Big Ten, Big 12, uh, uh, Pac-12. Yeah, this is where it starts to get – the narrative, uh, the, ch- the chapters become more interesting as they're written. No doubt about it, yes, no doubt. Well, we're at the end
1: of our second segment together. Why don't we take our final break? Still a few more things to get to on the other side.
3: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though, so this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program.
2: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Monday night football game. L.A. Rams versus San Francisco 49ers. Uh, AP should be a good one. Jimmy G is now firmly in control with with the injury. And uh, to the uh, Trey Lance, to the uh, pick... Trey Lance that San Francisco moved up to get, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan a few years ago, but he got injured. Jimmy G is back as the starting quarterback. Should be a fun one, AEP. Those two play great games. Let's not forget they were in the NFC Championship game last year. So uh, arch of arch rivals. So that's going to be a fun one, as always.
2: He's a winning quarterback. I I, I like him. Not perfect, uh, by all means, but I I like him as a quarterback.
1: Me too, and he was a good soldier. He was just the, in my mind, the ultimate backup. I watched him up close and personal at Gillette Stadium for a number of years as Tom Brady's backup. And when he was on the field, he looked good. Showed some great things. And uh, I'm a big Jimmy G fan, to say the least, as are many, many, many Patriot fans. Um, AP, somewhat surprising news over the weekend. uh, Paul Christ the longtime coach of Wisconsin, was fired. Um, bottom line, I was surprised for the very simple reason. I know they're two and three, but it's not the type of thing that Wisconsin seems to do in midseason or early season in this case. Uh, it, it just surprised me. I didn't see that one coming at all.
2: No, I, I didn't see it as well, John. Um, you know, he was in the Rose Bowl, I guess, 2019, I think it was. Correct, and they've been in a number of Big Ten championship games. Yeah, yeah. So they've to always competitive, right? You know, we always know they don't have the best the best talent, but they've they've always been a team that uh, been been pretty good. So their yes, athletic absolutely. director uh, Chris McIntosh fired him a day after they had a there was a blowout loss to Illinois. Okay, and that was a home game. That was a home game.
1: Yeah, I mean, their brand, They're a big-time program, quality program. I mean, they produce running backs yeah. like uh, like no other, practically, yeah. and uh, and yeah, they're just you, you know, they're just always good, and uh, and two and three, I guess, just isn't going to cut it in Madison. No, so no. again, I don't think I'm alone in just just being surprised by that. Like I was just startled. Like what? A, wow. So, uh, welcome yeah, to the, I mean, yeah. today's, go yeah, ahead, well, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, John, go ahead. Uh, just say welcome to college football today. Uh, and pro, all sports in general, there's less patience uh, in this day and age, obviously.
2: Well, that transfer portal and yep. the NIL, these, it leads people to believe we're more professional and we can maneuver our roster and become, you know, fill the deficiencies every year. And when you don't win, then they say, well, how come we didn't address this during the off season?"
1: Correct. Correct. No doubt about it, AP. There's just, uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's a different world. These are both seismic changes of the highest level, to put it mildly and uh, and yeah so it all adds up to uh win now attitude period um, right
2: and, in all and, sports and they have a they have a capable replacement against Jim Le- Leonard he's 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 a uh, well-respected defensive coordinator Jim Le- right. Jim Leonard at Wisconsin but uh Illinois is sitting at 4 and 1 John.
1: yeah is lovey smith back coaching them
2: no, he, 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 the well, new coach is Brett Bielema.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry. I got them mixed up. Brett Bielema, formerly of <laughs> Wisconsin, right?
2: Right, right. So that was a big victory for him, right, to go to Wisconsin and, and beat his former team. Yes, no doubt about it. And, uh, and they, they've, they, they beat Virginia 24-3, to uh, Chattanooga 31-zip, Wyoming 38-6, and they lost to uh, at Indiana 23-20 to on a Friday night game. So there's the net. Four and one with a chance to, you know, definitely get to a bowl. Oh,
1: uh-huh. Well, AP, it's interesting that Brett Bielma, I think he had a year off in between coaching gigs, maybe after Wisconsin, previous to Illinois. Tough to keep track. Right. But anyway, he spent a lot of time in Foxboro, AP. I remember see, literally seeing him at the practice field uh, in training camp for right. the Patriots. So Bill Belichick. Yeah, he was an yeah, analyst the, of some sort. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, I think Bill Belichick and Nick Saban kind of share that. When a big, when a quality coach is, shall we say, available, they like to uh, bring a, bring him in, at least in a, shall we say, consulting basis. Um, but, yeah, Brett Bioma. Uh, maybe he learned a few things that he's using at Illinois. He's, he's always been a solid, good coach, but... Yeah, Illinois at 4-1. and one. That speaks for itself right there.
2: Yeah, Illinois, I mean, that's a program, John. I never could figure out exactly why. You know, Chicago football used to be very good, high school football. I, I think it's uh, declined in, in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. That's right. what I've heard. But I could never f- figure out why Illinois would always have a good football team. Uh, let's say, you know, let, let's say three out of four years. Let's say, right? You know, not a powerhouse, but be good and competitive. Correct. But they've had their ups and downs. But they—they've been in the Rose Bowl in the last thirty, forty years. Okay, they made it to the Rose Bowl at least once that I remember. I think if they played UCLA. They got blown out. I think, and might have been another time as well. I think. I think right. it was actually another time as well. A couple of times. So you can win there, but you have to get the right person in leadership, and then we recruit some players. You know?
1: Yes. Well, AP, as we close out the show. Uh, I think we can sum it up very easily. Dick Butkus played at Illinois, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, <What else? laughs> they know how to get a quality player. And uh, and that's great. So I just want to thank you for calling in, as always. And uh, great perspective and enjoying hearing your reports from all the Auburn games you've been covering pretty much nonstop. Uh, so it's great. We much appreciate it. Great job.
2: Hey, thank you, John. My pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome, and thank you again, AP. And now let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, AP Stutham. Oh, excuse me, reading off the wrong page. <laughs> As always, thank you all <laughs> for listening to All Around Sports. And like I said, it's been a long week here in Florida. Um, and we look forward <laughs> to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time.